Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that we can employ to help us grow in our faithfulness to God, to reach new heights, to excel still more. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. All right, so today we're going to be looking at a very simple and straightforward point, something nice and small that you can add to your day, add to your morning, and it will have large implications in how the day unfolds, what you get done, and how well you change and grow in your progress. We're calling it Eat That Frog. That may sound familiar to you. There are a lot of self-help programs and things that carry that mantra and talk a bit about it, but it's pretty old. It comes from two quotations by Mark Twain. Mark Twain said, Eat a live frog first thing in the morning, and nothing worse will happen to you for the rest of the day. Okay, well, in sort of a figurative sense, that's exactly what we're going to try to do. He goes on to say, If it's your job to eat a frog, it's best to do it first thing in the morning. And if it's your job to eat two frogs, it's best to eat the biggest one first. So that's what we're going to talk about today, all of those comments that he made. But if I could remind you of something, in the early stages of this program, we had three episodes, I think it was numbers one, two, and four, that really lays out our vision for 2019. The truth of the matter is, we just want to get better. Our show is called Excel Still More. It comes directly from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where the Christians had done a lot of good things. They'd accomplished much, but they were not going to stop there. They wanted to break through to new levels of faith and commitment to God, new levels of evangelism and sharing the word, and certainly new levels of love and service of brethren. And I think all Christians want to do that. So before we implement some frog eating today, I would recommend that you go back and check those out if you have not done so already. In episode one, we just talk about the goal. The goal is to get better. The Apostle Paul in Philippians 3 talked about the prize. The prize is heaven. But runners don't win by staying focused on the prize. They win by striving and getting faster and working harder and getting better towards reaching the goal. And that's what we're trying to do here. We noted in the second episode that a great way to get that going is to set aside one great hour every single day. I cannot emphasize the value of this enough. Eating the frog fits perfectly into the components of a morning miracle. The idea that you get up in the morning, you've got 16 hours of living ahead of you. If you've slept for eight, you've got 16 to work with. You try your hardest to use that first 60 minutes to set things in motion. We talked about the need to pray to God, to just sit and meditate about who you are and where you're going, certainly to spend some time reading the Word of God, and I love to journal. I open up my book there, I've got my little pencil, and I write down things that I saw in the Bible read, things about Jesus, but I also write down plans for the day and things that I definitely want to get done, lay out a daily highlight, stuff like that. If you're somebody who's just not doing that, you're getting up at the last minute before you have to do something, you're rushing through the day, you're probably noticing that those days don't have a lot of great highlights to them, and they slip by and things don't get done. We want to see things get done. Now, in episode four, we came back and said, how are we going to do that? What we can't do is have monstrous leaps, just massive leaps and bounds to try to accomplish things. If we do that, 
two things happen. One of two things. One is we just fail. It's too big, it's too hard, and we can't get it done, and we get down on ourselves, and we give up. We do not want that. The Word of God, Christian faith, healthy relationships is about getting 1% better every day, seeing improvement over the long run, and not getting out so far ahead of yourself that you fall. But even if you do, even if you jump way out and you make the jump, you probably won't be able to do it twice in a row. And so we find that great accomplishments done too quickly just are not repeatable. So instead, we talked about be wise small. And that's the idea of taking every day and just trying to do a little bit to get better. So if those are some things that you're interested in and you've been trying that, then I would like to fold in one extra idea and it's eating that frog. Here's how it works for me. I get up in the morning, get the cup of coffee, go sit down in the quiet place, go through the process of Bible reading and prayer and all that, have a conversation with my wife, plan the day. But then when I open my journal, I write those words, eat that frog, and I put a little dash beside it. So what do you write down there? Here's the idea. There are things that we need to do that we just don't want to do. I'm pretty sure you know what that's about. I think that's what we call adulting. There are things that are important, things that may even be vital, and we just can't get motivated to do it. So what we often do is we just put it off. We say, you know what, it's either hard or I don't enjoy it, and so I'll do it another time. And you know what comes out of that. Sometimes we just forget, and then it catches up to us later, and we've got problems. Uh, Sometimes it starts to mound up with other things we don't like, and all of a sudden there's 15 things to do, and nobody's going to eat 15 frogs. And now you've just got, you know, a lot of discouragement in that category. Eat that frog means first thing you do that day is something that you really don't want to do, but you want to get it out of the way first. That was Mark Twain's point. Start the day and eat a big old nasty frog, and trust me, everything you do for the rest of the day will be a whole lot easier. And that's something that I've been trying to do. Now, it doesn't have to be something enormous. It's just something that's difficult, something I'm not motivated for. So let me give you some examples. When I first started doing this several weeks ago, I wrote, eat that frog, and beside it, I wrote, go to Walmart and buy workout gear. Now, I don't know about you, but I do not enjoy going to Walmart ever for any reason at all. But I did want to start working out a little bit on my lunch hour at work. I wanted to kind of walk around the neighborhood, maybe do a little bit of running. Didn't have anything that I needed to do that. So that day, sure enough, I left home and I went straight to Walmart and I walked and found the men's sweatpants section and tried some on. And let me just be clear. I mean, it was eating a frog. It did not taste good. I did not enjoy doing that at all. But I knocked it out first thing in the morning. And when it was done, it was done. And here's something really cool about that. First of all, it was done. It was out of the way, and it wasn't that atrocious. It was just something I needed to be intentional about. And secondly, I actually started working out that day. I put on a pair of those sweatpants in the middle of the day, and I went out and walked a couple of miles. The truth of the matter is, if I'd have put that off, eventually I probably would have done it, but I would not have worked out any day at work until I finally did. And that's kind of the neat thing about writing down that thing and eating that frog, not just the accomplishment of the thing, but the way that it opens up for you to do other things. So I started doing it. I mean, every day I would sit down and after my Bible read, I'd write one thing down. We're not talking about eating a bucket of frogs. We're talking about one per day. 
So I wrote down things like uh, I needed to get some information to a preacher friend in another state, and he had given me a deadline a couple weeks from now. But truth be told, I knew that that next week the schedule was jam-packed full. So I thought, first thing I'm going to do today is sit down, pull all that information together, and get it to him. And let me just tell you, it was not a lot of fun. It was a lot of putting together of things and typing out things and editing things. But when it was done, I felt a grand sense of accomplishment, and I got it out of the way. And a couple weeks later, he emailed all the guys associated with the project and was like chastising us, like, come on, guys, the deadline was yesterday. But then he remembered that Chris turned it in two weeks ago, and that was a really good feeling uh, to know that that was done. So be thinking about doing things like that. I'll give you an example just from today. Uh, At present, I'm in Brooksville, Florida. I'm preaching here this week, and I got up this morning, and there were two very pesky things in my future. One of them is my rental car has a flat tire. I had a few things I wanted to do this week, but there's a flat tire, and I'm thinking, I'm in Florida. I mean, where do I even go to fix this tire? So immediately this morning, first thing when I got out of bed, I thought, you know, it's only, let's see, what's today? Tuesday. I'm not flying back till Saturday. At some point, I'll figure that out, and I'll get around to it. I'll ask around or something. So my initial idea was, I'm not happy about it. I know it's got to be done, but I just don't want to do it today, and I'm going to put it off. Well, about that time, I got a text from an assistant coach. I coach a Little League team back home, and they had the draft last night, and he sent me six kids' parents' phone numbers that I needed to call and welcome them to the team. And, you know, I have a phone number that's not, the area code's not local to where I live, so people spam me, and very rarely I got to call them a couple of times. Anyway, long story short, I was not looking forward to that at all either. So here's what I wanted to do. I just wanted to put all that off and not do it. And then just come in here instead and record an episode on eating that frog. But that felt really hypocritical. So instead, I went and had a little bit of breakfast. First thing I did is I got with the fellow that I'm staying with. We aired up the tire. We drove it to the tire shop. They told me it would take an hour to do. So guess what I did? For an hour, I sat there and watched... TV. No, I didn't do that. I sat in the waiting room and I called six parents and I cleared that hurdle and it took a little while and I had to call a couple of numbers, got it done. So by 10 a.m. this morning, two frogs that what I really wanted to do was flick out the window and just tell them to jump around in the yard for a few days and I'll do it later and hope that I don't forget them and hope that they come back. I'll forget about that. I ate both those frogs and I did it at the same time. And now I'm going to meet somebody for lunch because I have a car with tires, with air, and all four of them. And I can already start the process of building the text list for baseball practice and things like that. I think this little idea will go a long way for you. And here's something else pretty cool about this. When I started doing the Eat the Frog in the mornings, I did one every day for a while. And to be honest, one or two of them, I just didn't do it. I wrote it down and I didn't do it. And they just got more complicated and stood out to me as mistakes a week or two later when they were still hanging around and they were tougher and tougher to do. So I really resolved, quit doing that. Write it down and do it. Here's some good news. If you're willing to do this, sit down and think, what's the hard thing that needs to get done and I may as well do it today? After a while, you won't write things down every day. I think I'm down to maybe two or three mornings a week when I write down some frog that needs to be knocked out. But what we're saying is, when it's there, just get it out of the way. It really frees you up to do things that matter more to you, things that you enjoy. And as I said, it unlocks other potential. 
It unlocks, like, I have a car with four usable tires, so now I can go and meet with someone. It unlocks more things. Now, here's the other thing that Mark Twain said. It wasn't just eat the frog early in the morning and everything else will be easy. It was, hey, if there's two frogs to eat, eat the biggest one first. If you can become that kind of person, part of this program is affecting and modifying the kind of person that you are. What if you became the kind of person who knocked out the hardest thing first every day and then just sort of got out there and did all kinds of other things once it was out of the way? Okay, so Mark Twain has a very simple piece of instruction for us. He says, look, you've got a couple of tough things to do. Maybe you do them both in one day. Maybe you spread them out, one today, one tomorrow. But you go ahead and put the toughest one first. You prove to yourself that if it's important and it's in the way, I'm going to eat that thing. I'm going to swallow it. I'm going to wash my mouth out with water, give myself a nice, comfortable cup of coffee, and go about the day already feeling like I've taken control of this day. And that is such a monstrous part of this, getting control of the day and proving to yourself how strong and capable you are. Okay, so a couple of things that I want to leave you with, and then we'll be done. First of all, let me tell you something that a friend of mine says, and to me, he's as wise as Mark Twain. His name is Max Dawson. He always says, if there's something important that you can do in less than five minutes, do it now. That's a nice little companion tip for eating the frog. Sometimes it's just annoying, but it's not exactly time-consuming. Those are the little guys that you forget about that cause trouble later. So that's some pretty good advice. Secondly, I want to talk to you a moment about somebody who is much wiser than Mark Twain. And that is our Lord, our God, who directed us in Scripture to understand the brevity of life and the need to act now. I'm talking about James chapter 4. You're probably well aware of James chapter 4. People who expect that they have lots of time to do lots of things and they do not understand that their life is like a vapor. It appears for a little while, and then out of nowhere, it seems, and unexpectedly sometimes, it just goes away. The point that he makes is, hey, make plans if you want. Put things off if you'd like, but it's just not a wise way to live your life. You need to be the kind of people who are active today, who do the best they can today, who get better today. He says something near the end of that that I'd like to be careful with, but I do want to leave you with thinking about. He says, to him who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, it is sin. Now, I'm not saying that if you write down some frogs of difficult little tasks and you don't do it, that you're sinning. It is true that if it's making a real change, repenting of sins or returning to God's people, and it's hard, and there's lots of reasons why you put it off, but it's important for fellowship with God, you need to write it down right there, and it doesn't matter what that thing tastes like, you need to do that. But I think about it more generically as well. If you know what the right thing to do is, it's right in front of you. And for whatever reason, maybe because you think you have time, or maybe because you just have other things that matter more to you, whatever reason, you just don't do it, but you know it's the right thing to do, it may not be sin, but it's counterproductive to who you want to be. The identity of growth rejects that kind of thing and is willing to be active and willing to do things right now. So I encourage you to make a little list Lay them out one per day, write them down, knock them out, do some awesome things, have a great day, do a lot of fun things, but get an awesome head start by eating that frog. If you found this helpful today and you would like to support the program, there are three great things you could do. 
make sure that you go to iTunes or the podcast app and subscribe, leave a rating, and also a review. That would really help us out. Don't forget to share with people that you care about. And remember, you can follow along on Facebook at the Excel Still More page. I hope you have a great day. And remember, whatever you choose to do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.